0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, Tyrex.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection convenient installation options and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer rated hand Dynapro dyna pro at2 extreme but did you know they sell other automotive products wheels brakes suspension just to name a few everything you need to elevate your drive simply go to tire sports tire rack.com the way tire buying should be Fox sports radio. You may have heard from Dan Bayer that, uh, division two, II, division three fall sports canceled, right? Dan, is that my, my accurate there? The NCAA canceling all championships. Yep. There we go. Canceled all championships, which believe it or not, um, that's going to save the NCAA a lot of money. You know, that money that they make on the NCAA tournament. There you go. That's where it, 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 it goes towards is, uh, um, uh, it can, it can go fast, but it gets spent on those championships. It gets sprinkled all around and spread all around. This is the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio. Huh? You know, Damian Lillard, um, had a good game last night. The Portland Blazers won. I always find it interesting on how we become like super result oriented, right? Like, Blazers have won three of four. We knew they were going to be a better team because they got Nurkic back, because they got Zach Collins back. Um, not sure we all knew that Carmelo Anthony would be in the best shape of his career, but he has been. He hit the the big dagger shot. They were down two, hit a three, put him up one, and they ended up winning by eight. You know, it's interesting. Like, the Mellow thing just when i couldn't you couldn't do anything worse than completely redeem yourself right from dumb and dumber that was mello last night he was 4 of 14 before that shot he was 5 of 15 making the shot like he missed 10 of his 14 shots previously that doesn't mean he stinks i'm just trying to give you a pers- like the whole thing with mello is volume guy and can struggle to defend so <laughs> it's just interesting to me on how everybody's well carmelo he's proving everybody wrong like you know, Carmelo was on the team when they were in like the 10 seed. The guys that weren't there were Nurkic and Zach Collins. He was brought in to replace Zach Collins, who went down with what would have been a season-ending injury, if not for the fact that, you know, everything was spread out. So I I, I, I look at Damian Lillard and I think, man, he's a hell of a player. Damian Lillard is a hell of a player but i also would bring up that damian lillard we have seen him in the playoffs against steph curry for example and steph curry's the better player right i mean that's just kind of what it is now we could make excuses all we want about you know supporting cast and whatever but but go look at his go look at his playoff log you know Go look at Damian Lillard's playoff log and you would be like, oh, he's a damn good player. He's had some huge moments. But they play against Golden State and, you know, last year they lost in three games. uh, Four games, excuse me. They lost by 22, by three, by 11, and by two. And in those games, you know, Steph Curry was better. Pronouncedly better. You know, I mean, game, game one last year, for example, Damian Lillard, 19 points, four of 12 from the field, six assists, seven turnovers, Steph Curry. Well, Steph Curry, ho-hum, had 36 points, <laughs> you know, and you can go, well, you know, he had, he had Kevin Durant. He had, uh, okay. Like we can kind of go round and round about who's on whose team. Steph Curry took 23 shots at 36 points, also had seven assists and only had one turnover. Like there's there's no there's no conversation for head to head who's a better player. It either Steph or, or Damian Lillard. And that doesn't mean Damian Lillard stinks. I'm not trying to make that argument. Game two, by the way, Steph had twenty seven and eight. <laughs> Excuse me, thirty seven and eight. Did I say twenty seven? Thirty seven and eight. Like he just set the tone. You know? Y- you go back to two thousand seventeen. I mean, Look, three of the past four years, three of the past four years, the Golden State Warriors have beaten the Portland Trailblazers. And as good as Damian Lillard has been, and he's been spectacular at times, Steph Curry has been that much better. And it's it's a lot like when we get to the tiers in uh, NFL quarterbacks. Like, nobody's saying Matt Ryan stinks. Matt Ryan was the MVP of the league. A really good player got to a Super Bowl, was up 28 to three in a Super Bowl. But is Matt Ryan in the class of Aaron Rodgers? No, is he in the class of Pat Mahomes? No, he's just not. We've seen those two guys, and Matt Ryan's team beat Aaron Rodgers' team to go to the Super Bowl the year they went to the Super Bowl. But that wasn't about Matt Ryan. You see the two head to head next to each other, and you just know. And that's one of the things that the playoffs gives us. And I, you know, I think. I don't know how you guys view Damian Lillard. He's just, he's not in that category of if Steph's healthy, Steph is above him. He's obviously not in the LeBron category or the Kawhi category or the Giannis category. I mean, big thing is he's a smaller guard and he's not a great defender to begin with. And it's hard to affect the game when you're not a great defender and you're small. Steph's impact, he's good at getting steals. Steph's impact is so big offensively that it does marginalize some of the defensive inadequacies. Some. Not all. Not all. Um, so I, I just, if, if you want to tell me that he's a top 20 player in the NBA, I will absolutely agree with you. If you want to tell me that he is a superstar, I don't. He's a great, for a basketball player, he's a great rapper. He's got a cool image. He's got a cool shoe. Yeah, it's a good, a cool saying, Dame time. Like, all that stuff is cool. But as a basketball player, he's not one of the 10 best players in the league. Because if he was, they wouldn't have been a nine seed before they got their big guy back. That's what the 10 best players in the league do.
5: Yes, uh, Rhyme Music. So, is Portland one of those teams where... Damien they will never win a championship if Damian Lillard's always their best player. And why is it that Portland has never been that place that can get the big free agent if they have a backcourt like Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum? Um why if, can't if they fe- get the- it feels like they're like that, and I know it was never really on Kawhi's list, but like when you're able to get a player like a Kawhi or a Kevin Durant, that that next tier of like wing player to sort of take some of the pressure off of Dame? Is it because he requires such a high volume of shots? Is it because Portland's not one of those big, glamorous markets? It always feels like, you know, we, they used to be, even before McCollum, it was LaMarcus Aldridge and Damian Lillard. And, you know, they had their little success in the first couple rounds of the playoffs, but they've just never been able to get that big-name player.
1: Uh, I would say it's that there's there's a little, little bit of both. You know, they almost got what, LaMarcus Aldridge a couple years ago. They had LaMarcus Aldridge, they couldn't keep him. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not a big market size guy, but I would say market size is, is a big factor is a really big factor. Um, hmm, That's a hard one. Uh, I don't know. Um, I would say mostly it's mostly market size more than anything. And just, you know, those two guys also make a ton of money. And so you're going to have to kind of fit a guy in there. They just never been able to, to get one. Yeah, I would I would say market sizes that, you know, they're not LA. And I like Portland. I mean, it's one of those places where I know it's been on fire here the last month because of all the protests, but it's a very, very cool city with awesome suburbs to live in. You know, you can get by water. It's it's not as remote as Seattle was back when they were an NBA team. It's a ton of passion, good fans. You got Nike based there, you got Adidas based there. Like there's some really good things. But I would say, um, uh, I would say to me, hmm, to me, it, it has to do with market size more than anything. And just kind of the glamour of the Portland Trailblazers. It's not a historic franchise. You know, the Celtics, Boston's not a huge market, but it's the Boston Celtics. Look, the Knicks have had the number one market size and they haven't been able to get guys either. It's not easy to get free agents, but I would say it's mostly market size and location. Uh, kind of combined. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. There's a QB in the NFL right now who's facing a maker-break season in 2020. I'll tell you who it is next.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the
5: iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
1: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TyRack.com/sports to see their vetted test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TyRack.com/sports. TyRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Can we all agree that Derek Carr is, he's one of these guys that kind of make or break time for a minute. Just feels like that. Feels like this is, it's either now or never if you're Derek Carr. Now or never. And uh, I don't think it'll be never, but I'm not sure it'll be now. And with this team, it's just a weird, such a weird existence for him. You know, very strange existence. You know, here's a guy who is a really, really good player. Really good, talented player. But he's not great. He's not a superstar. He's just kind of a he just good. He's that what do you what do you guys what do we think? Third tier? Is that where we where we go with third tier as far as quarterback's concerned? Yeah, I would say that's good. Third tier. Um, so I don't know. Third tier is about right. That's who he is. Third tier quarterback. Hmm. And, uh, it's, it's just interesting to watch people's reactions when Derek Carr says this talking about his current reputation.
0: I have a lot to prove to myself. I have a lot to prove to, to my organization. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm tired of being disrespected. So, uh, there was no question I was going to play this year
1: no question did, did somebody question whether he would play was that the, is that the is that the heart of it right like we do we do this thing where we're like well you're gonna opt out quarterbacks aren't not opting out look here's the first thing with the opting out I understand if you have a baby at home I understand if you if you're you, you have some pre-existing health condition I, I can conti- we continue to point out that the breakdowns in the baseball bubble have been about guys going off campus, if you will. Guys not taking the personal responsibility. That's what they're not doing. Are you asking a lot? I guess, you know, you're a young athlete, you got some money, you're in a foreign town, you're like, I don't want to eat, I, I don't want to just eat at the hotel and the specific food from the specific, like, I don't want to do that. I, I Nobody wants to do it. But the alternative is you bring down the whole league. So I, this idea that guys would opt out, I just, for the most part, don't understand or agree with. I just, you're, you're much safer if you're under the watchful eye of your team's doctors, whether you're sick or, or, or whether you, you fall victim to COVID. But for Derek Carr, he does have a lot to prove. Now, he's smart and he's like, I like a lot to prove to myself. You got a lot to prove to your coach. He did survive the move. That was the big thing. It was like, man, is he even going to be? Is he even going to be there when they move? Yeah, he's going to be there when they move. Absolutely, going to be there when they move. But what about after that? After that, I have no idea. You know, they bring in Marcus Mariota. They paid him seven dollars. Marcus Mariota's not been healthy. They're in love with him since, you know, since going back to the NFL draft. Mayock was in love with him. Gruden's in love with him. And if you've ever met Marcus Mariota, it's pretty hard to not really like the guy. This is Daniel Jeremiah early in the show talking about Derek Carr.
5: You need everything else to go well on the, on the other side of the ball. You you, you know, the way they're running the ball, they're kind of, they've kind of built their team to play to his strengths, which is a little bit more, you know, conservative in nature and just being accurate. Don't turn the football over, be a physical team. You know, I think that kind of works for him. I think this is going to be the year. I I really do. I think this is the year we learn uh, whether or not he's the guy going forward or not. And I, you know, I think if, if they were to struggle, um, they, I, they like Marcus Mariota a lot. So you know, this is going to be a big year for him.
1: It's going to be a big year for him. And I can't honestly tell you I know, I, mean, I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. Do you? You got any idea what's, what's going to happen with, Mark, with, with, with Derek Carr? Look at the Raiders' schedule. Now, remember, they're not going to, like, this could have been perfect for him because here's a guy that needs people to believe in him. And he's not going to have, he got that beautiful home stadium, and he's not going to get a chance to, you know, not going to, like, you would be, their first home game is against New Orleans Saints. Like, can you imagine that atmosphere if they had fans there? Now you're going to play in a dome against New Orleans Saints, a dome team that is a Super Bowl favorite or a Super Bowl pick for some people. They open up at Carolina. Matt Rule's never coached in the NFL before. You know, you got Teddy Bridgewater as a starting quarterback who doesn't throw it doesn't throw it downfield a ton. You know that that's a almost a completely new team outside of Christian McCaffrey. You can win that game. Then New Orleans at home is a hard game. Um, you go to New England, Buffalo at home, at Kansas City. Like it gets rough after a while. You know, this is the thing about the Antonio Brown experiment. Really, they wanted to see what they had in Derek Carr. Like now, we give you the weapons. What do you got? And, of course, Antonio Brown blowing up and having to be traded really bought Derek Carr time. Bought Derek Carr time. Now they draft Ruggs, who takes the top off of defense. Less excuses, more time, his team. Mariota's the backup. They told you all you need to know by bringing in Mariota's backup. If they want to bring in, like, an Andy Dalton for a couple million a year, granted he's from Texas, they would have done it. They paid $7.5 million because they are not convinced at all that Derek Carr is the guy. Let's get you to Dan Beyer and find out what else is going on in the world of sports. DB, what do you got? Can I
0: add a little something to this? Because I do find it interesting to, to your point. The It's not like the Raiders brought in a guy who was night and day from Derek Carr. They b- brought in the same guy who is probably just more mobile and able to run the ball. Because when you look at what happened in Tennessee – Part of what made Ryan Tannehill uh, effective is that they actually threw the ball down in the field, threw the ball to A.J. Brown, something that Marcus Mariota maybe wouldn't do in Nashville. So now, when you're in Oakland, and one of the knocks on Derek Carr has been, uh, you know, checkdowns and and not being able to challenge the field vertically, um, yeah, I, I I don't think that it bodes well, that it's actually. A bit of a similar situation that what Mariota was in, except he was on the other side of it a year ago, where you just kind of have a guy maybe sitting there waiting in the wings and someone's on their last shot. So plus you pay him, Mariota seven million dollars a year to be your backup quarterback, and that's another deal.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at three PM Eastern, noon Pacific.
0: Uh Ross Dellinger
1: uh joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show, College Football Insider for Sports Illustrated. What as of today, it's August Fifth, how confident? How confident are you that we will have the season start when they're now proposing it'll start?
4: Mm, not as uh, certainly not as confident as I was probably a June fifth. Um, but uh, in in it seems like every day, Doug, we have a list of or the hurdle just gets higher. You know, the obstacles get more and more. If we were on a a racetrack, there's Higher hurdles and more of them. It seems like every day, um, whether that's uh, the you know the rising cases in, in certain places, uh, the outbreaks on on campuses, the fear that administrators have in the return of students to campus, uh, you know colleges shutting down because of uh, cases on the team. It's uh, it's it's kind of one thing after another. You know, uh, players now bowing out, you know, opting out. Uh, some high profile players. Have already opted out, and I'm sure that's just uh, the first of the dominoes. So I am not, uh, no, not super confident um, that uh, that we can start as early as some teams want to, which is August 29th. Uh, I think is the the, first, the the kind of the week zero in college football. Uh, I think what the SEC did in the Pac-12 putting the date at. September 26th gives you more time, certainly, so I'm a little more confident in that date, but my overall confidence in completing a season uh, is is less than 50%, just the way we're going right now.
1: Um, uh, okay, I mean, I guess I guess the first thing is, like, you have this mix. Some schools don't have kids back on campus. Some SEC kids are reporting to campus already. Uh, they're modifying the, the classes. I, I guess the, the challenge is, the challenge is really one: the testing, quarantining kids, and then keeping them from going to these parties while they're while they're there. Right? I mean, then that really the challenge.
4: Uh, that is, I mean, the latter one is is the biggest challenge of all. Uh, we saw today: Louisville announced that four athletic teams, uh, all activities have been stopped for those teams because there's an outbreak, which was uh, surprise, surprise, traced back to a house party um, in, in we're going to have that in, in college We reported a few couple months ago, LSU uh, down in Baton Rouge had a big outbreak that was traced to uh, a night out at a, uh, a local nightclub in Baton Rouge, uh, Kansas state. Uh, I think I shut down workouts for a little while because of a house party. So these are issues where we're, they're not going to disappear during the season. Kids aren't just going to all of a sudden disappear or, or, or not want to go out to the bar or not want to go hang out with, with their friends. So we're, we're going to have these issues persist. And this is the big difference, Doug, between pro sports in college is in pro, you can have a bubble, as we're seeing successfully with the NBA and MLS. In college, you cannot. Uh, the, the For one, the, the, the players are younger, not going to make uh, as um, prudent of decisions. Uh, number two, you have all these other students on campuses, or at least getting there later this month, and you're going to have potentially have spikes because of that. There these these student athletes are going to be going there, gonna be going to be going to to classes with other students, um, and they're not paid, you know, so you can't really sequester them like you could a pro athlete. So they, uh, college you, sports I, I, you a lot more You absolutely, Ross,
1: you absolutely can. Team, teams go to training camps, teams have, you basically have athletic dorms, which I know they've kind of eliminated. It's got to be 50% students or whatever, but they find a way to have an, basically an athlete wing, or they live off campus, they live all together. You, you absolutely can, you know, quar- quarantine them. Doesn't mean isolate them, but quarantine them. And you absolutely can ask guys to not go out. You can. It happens all the time, like in California schools or Colorado schools, like you can't smoke weed even if the rest of the school can't, even if it's legal in the state, you can't burn and but you can absolutely ask guys to do something that regular students aren't asked to do because they get the privilege of playing college football.
4: I probably should rephrase you. You certainly can do you, you can, you can put them in a bubble. um, But uh, will they, you know, will college leaders do that? And they won't, they won't. I mean, they already have come out and said they're not going to do that because, Part of it is because of all this athlete conversation, NIL stuff going on and going on in Congress. Uh, they don't want any, in any way to seem like athletes are different from uh, students, even though we know they are. Um, yeah. They don't want it to seem like that. They don't want it to seem like they're employees, so they're, they're not going to do it. And about the thing about the bar, I mean, Doug, come on. You know, we all went to college. You can ask a college kid not to do something. but guess what he's going to do it purposely probably the next day. Do it, you know. So that, that's, the, that's the issue there.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 just gonna disagree with you in that the many of the things that it takes to be a great athlete, it takes personal discipline, right? And personal accountability. That that's what you that's one of the things you like to learn in college is you know, if you get a scholarship check, like, all right, well, I gotta make this work for the month to get my next one, happens when you get money from home. You know, I like, got all right, I gotta learn how to manage this until I get the next amount of money from my parents and I, I do think you can ask them, especially because in terms of bars, there's just a limit to the number of kids that can actually go to a bar. I understand guys have fake IDs. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i intrigued to see how this thing plays out. You know, like I We saw the spike early for Clemson. They haven't reported positive tests since. Same thing for Oklahoma. Their first test was like 19 that tested positive, none since. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be go- all going headlong into it. Uh, let, let's start with the Big Ten thing. What do you take of the New Players Tribune article, which it says it's thousands of Big Ten athletes, although I'm curious why no one put their name on it and then they included NAIA D2. Like, I actually think you protect yourself more if you put your name on it. That way you know that nobody can cut your scholarship or, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm surprised yeah. there's no names on it.
4: Uh, well, yeah, and, and you remember that, the, you know, the Pac 12 did something similar, Pac 12 players, and there were only uh, 11 players on. Uh, that put their name to the Pac-12 deal uh, when they sent the letter to Larry Scott on Sunday. It was just 11 of them, and from what I understand, no team in the Pac-12 has more than three players who say they're kind of part of the movement, who say that they will boycott if they don't, if these demands aren't met. Now there are a lot of players out there that are, um, you know, for the movement, support their teammates, support the movement, but. They're not gonna opt out. They've already some of them have already come out and publicly said it. Uh, you know, as far as the Big Ten, you're right. <laughs> there's not there's not any names there. Um, which yeah, you you question that. However, the the Big Ten's letter is is much more reasonable. You know, their their list of demands is yeah. are just uh, around the COVID nineteen precautions and things like that. The Pac twelve demands were for 50% of the athletic department's uh, revenue basically which is is just never going to happen i think we know that's never going to happen you know they wanted some coaches to take a cut in salary and i think the commissioner as well so the big Ten's list of demands they they're a little more reasonable they they make a lot more sense and i think they're going to get a lot of them um you know i think a vast majority if not all of them will be met and and a lot of them are already in the process you know, the, the process of being met by the Big Ten in their, their protocols and such.
1: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports right. What's crazy about it is it does feel like it was setting up to be a great year in college football, right? Like you had these two quarterbacks at Ohio, you know, one at Ohio State and one at Clemson, and they seem to be on a cl- crash course. And you think maybe Texas is back this year. Obviously, Oklahoma's going to have a new look. And it's like fascinating that, Kind of selfishly, as guys that love and cover the sport, uh, we're, we're waiting and we have no idea what this thing will look like. And of all the sports that is affected by home field, the pomp and circumstance and the pageantry of campus football is incredible. It's going to be interesting to see what this looks like if there's no fans in the stands, even if they have games.
4: It is. I mean, think about just through all of sports, you know, what what sports have uh the, the biggest home field advantage, and I think it's college basketball. Number one, I think it's college football, probably number two. You know, you like you said, you think of the just the environment and and uh, the the uh, all, all, all everything that goes into a, a game day on a college campus, and it is a huge advantage. It's going to be odd when we turn on our TV in a hundred thousand seat stadium has fifteen thousand people in it because. If you talk to architects of venues and then you talk to doctors and you talk to administrators you cannot socially distance a a stadium and have more than one third of it full it's it's basically impossible when you when you talk to them so uh, a lot of administrators are coming out hoping for fifty percent you know of uh, of their stadium full that uh, that just seems like um, a stretch. And, and so I think we're going to see 20 to 30% uh, at, at most stadiums. And it will be very odd, be very odd in the, in the press box too, Doug, you know, I don't expect full press boxes. We're going to be up there and it's probably going to be a third or a quarter full.
1: Ross want you're joining us. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Yukon um, cancels their season. A lot of it comes down to look, they're an independent. It's hard to find games. Is there a chance UConn football doesn't come back at the Division One level?
4: Oh yeah, I, I think there's. Uh, I think there definitely is a chance in, in that. We, I mean, I think it's been well documented the uh, some of the issues that uh, you know financially that 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 UConn has. I mean, a lot of these smaller D one programs, these group of five programs, they don't make money. Uh, their athletic department doesn't make money. Football program doesn't necessarily make money. And uh, right now in the financial situation that they're all staring at with this pandemic, um, yeah, it would, uh, it would make a lot of sense for a few of them to, to fold it up. So I'm not sure that's going to happen there, but I would not um, be shocked if, if, you know, that that does happen and, and they maybe even uh, use the pandemic as a, a way to usher out a sport. We've seen that, uh, Doug, we've seen that around the nation this summer, uh, a lot of sports have been cut. I think it's up to fifty or fifty-five Division One sport teams have been cut, and uh, a lot of administrators are using the pandemic to do that. You know, to save money and cut an Olympic sport that loses a half a million dollars a year.
1: And then you have Alabama, who's giving out new contracts today. <laughs> yeah, no, it the biggest like, difference, right? do Yeah, the,
4: the gap between the uh, the gap between the Power Five in in everybody else in Division One is growing and growing. And that's a good example
1: of it. Yeah, it's a great example of it. Right. And, and, but, but you know, my take on some of this is, Hey, some of this was coming anyway, right? Like this is, it's a lot like JC Penny going under during the pandemic. It's like JC Penny was going under anyway. There was already a massive division between the haves and the have nots and the possibility of the power five breaking away. And this is only going to speed up that process. It's not something that's only happened because of the pandemic.
4: Sure, sure. It, it put it on the fast track. You know, the pandemic it exposed it and it put it on the fast track. And uh, I, you know I, I know it's um, it's it's you hear this every off season. The talk of the the split between the Power Five and the NCAA. It's like this talking point. It seems like every off season. And this year, it just feels like we're we are we're closer and closer and closer to to it happening because we're seeing now the pandemic has shine a light. On how big of gap of a gap there is, not just between, not just between an SEC team, say, in in some group of five team, but but heck, I mean, uh, in an SEC team, in in a in a you know smaller Pac twelve team or something, or I mean, you're you're the gap is really wide between several levels, and and it's a cliche, but it's true. it it is a broken model I mean, the whole NCA structure is a broken model. And and we're going to see in years from now that, uh, it is going to be changing uh, fairly quickly.
1: Okay. So what does it change and look like?
4: Well, I think, I think eventually you, you, you see the power five do their own thing. They're already shoot. I mean, they're already down the road on it. Right. They already have the autonomy five rules that they, they operate by that are different than, than others. I mean, the autonomy five, uh, presidents and chancellors, they meet, Separately from everybody else, uh, a lot of times, especially during this pandemic, um, that, that, that's happened. So certainly they they separate off, and you can see them do their own thing, have their own championship. Group of five teams maybe have their own championship. Everybody has its uh, its own division, and, and things are things are a little more maybe uh, competitive. Uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of absurd to look and and see that in Alabama with a budget of a hundred and whatever, $30 million is playing an FCS team with a budget of $8 million. Like, why are we doing that? And now the pandemic is is showing that we, we shouldn't be probably doing that.
1: Yeah. We probably shouldn't be, although it does help fund the lower level athletic department. And yep. then it, it fills the coffers of all of Tuscaloosa where they filled the bars and the restaurants and allows them to play mm. all those other guys. going to be going to be an interesting year. We'll see. We'll see if it it gets started. We'll see if it gets completed. In the meantime, can't wait to read and listen to your work. Ross, thanks so much for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Sure, did Ross Dellinger, college football insider, Sports Illustrated, joining us. One of college football's biggest rivalries may have a bit of a different feel in 2020. Share it with you next.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
1: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tireact.comslash sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tireact.comslash sports, tireact.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: The Press. Dan Beyer, what do you got? Doug, let's start with the Big Ten Conference unveiling their schedule for the upcoming season. 10 games is what we thought all along. Conference only. It will start Thursday, September 3rd, so they will be playing that Labor Day weekend. The season, though, would end on November 21st. Each school will have two bye weeks. There will be flexible dates being available as well in late November. In fact, the entire Eastern Division and I believe Illinois and the Western Division will all have one week off in November, while the other schools in the Western Division will have a separate week off. And Doug, November 28th has been completely cleared out out if they have to move any games to later on in the season, November twenty eighth would have been when Ohio State and Michigan played. That's not going to happen. They're going to play on October twenty fourth. October twenty fourth. That's moved up a
1: great deal, right? Normally it's in like yes. November twenty eighth. Yeah. Yep. It's if they. It, well, maybe f- maybe that maybe that helps Harbaugh's luck, and Harbaugh doesn't have to go to Ohio State in a full horseshoe now maybe they'll have maybe they have 20,000 fans maybe they have no fans we don't know
0: for years it used to be in the weekend leading up to Thanksgiving then when the uh the schedules expanded they moved it to the weekend after and now it'll just be the weekend before Halloween so uh something to uh to look forward to you touched on this just a little while ago but the UConn football program will not have a season in 2020 players will remain on scholarship as the Huskies are the first FBS school to opt out of the upcoming season
1: there's a lot that goes into it. They've been hemorrhaging money. Uh, they pulled out of the American Athletic Conference. They're set to be an independent. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're struggling to find games. And the big question is, will they, will they ever come back? Will they ever come back? And I don't know. I don't have the answer for that.
0: You know, I should have tied this in with the Big Ten, but the Big Ten players, uh, in a piece in the Players Tribune, had their own piece that they sent out, like the Pac-12 players did. The Big Ten United group had about a thousand uh, football players demanding that they. That the NCAA focus on player safety entering the college football season.
1: You know what's funny is, I, why did they lead with the "we have thousand players"? Why would they lead with that? There aren't a thousand players in the Big Ten. Well, eighty-five scholarships. You you would have to have. I'm trying to think. Fourteen 85, schools. Eighty-five. Fourteen schools. Is that a thousand?
0: I think just barely, or close. Yeah, that would mean yeah.
1: every guy is signed up for it. Like you're just, you're doing things that hurt your credibility going like we had thousands of players. Like, yeah, no, you you don't, you don't have everybody signed up. And again, many, at least in this one, many of the asks in terms of COVID are fairly reasonable. But when you start with the, we have a thousand and you're like, yeah, we included D2, NAIA, some other stragglers, you know, you're like, uh, that's not really even close to a thousand. But I mean, you know, they threw in there some pork, like, hey, can we get free access to the Big Ten network? Which I get, like, hey, we if you can't, um, if you can't go to see the games, can you see your kid play on TV? But, like, now we're paying for your cable bill? How does that work? Give you so- a special code? <laughs>
0: Doug, the Memphis Grizzlies are 0-4 now in the Orlando bubble. Lost to the Jazz today, 124-115. to This team also lost Jaron Jackson Jr. for the rest of the NBA season with a torn meniscus. Uh, he obviously didn't play today. But tough goings for Memphis, who got to feel they were slotted anyway for having to be in that 8-9 situation. Now they could be falling completely out of the 8-9 matchup if things continue this way. Tough going, obviously, for the Philadelphia 76ers, too. I don't know if you saw this...
1: Uh, uh... Ben Simmons left the game with a uh I
0: don't know he's limping when he walked out the floor. They're up 75-74 nearing the end of the uh third quarter against the Wizards. Doug, in uh, day baseball the uh Phillies lead the Yankees by a score of 6 to 3 in the top of the 6th inning. Uh, because this game is going on right now we can't play a highlight uh from the game. But I can play one from 2018 when uh. Neil Walker hit a home <laughs> the run. Right-hander, deal, swung on and driven to right. It is high,
5: it is far, it is gone. A three-run home run to give the Yankees a lead. Neil Walker, the home run corker. He drills one to deep right. And the Yankees, once down 4-0,
0: now take a 5-4 lead. Well, that happened on August 17th of 2018. So just figured, you know, we always love to hear from our boy, John Sterling. He's back today, right? He's been sick and he's back. So welcome back, John Sterling. Uh, Neil Walker, a real home run cocker. <laughs> that could go a lot of different ways. Yes. But uh, hey. So weird. <laughs> trying to. Uh, so bizarre. Oh, man. Trying it to- is
1: high. It is far all rise oh man i mean there's a lot
0: oh and a lot uh, going on there a lot going on marlins lead the orioles actually it's scoreless um in a game that uh i don't know how many people care about hey but hey the marlins with all those games missed still in the playoff picture like when you look at the standings they're still there that's the press
4: hey get out there and press that was the press
0: Doug Gottlieb show, Fox sports
1: radio. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to leave the house and rediscover the road. The first ever Mazda CX 30 is made for people who love to drive. That's you. It's me. Go to MazdaUSA.com and Learn more about the entire Mazda CUV lineup. All right. We got games tonight, games tonight, you know, um, and the problem with betting on these games is you don't always know who's going to play, you know, like, I'll be interested to see Lakers, who clinched the one seed, taking on the Thunder. Lakers are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Raptors are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, taking on the Magic. And the Nets are taking on the Celtics. Nets play great, and they beat the – didn't they beat the Bucs? Like, with all backups? Yeah. That means i take the Celtics today, right? Like, just the idea that they're playing with backups. Jamal Crawford got hurt in his first game back. All right, give me the Celtics and that eight-and-a-half points. There's my pick of the night. Have a great night. It's Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio.